Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Spice of Life podcast. I'm your host, Chef Taylor Duncan, and I'm here for episode two with my friend Augustine. Hello guys, my name is Augustine Anwebuchu. Nice to meet you guys. So guys, Augustine is here visiting from LA. So what's it like in LA, bro? Man, LA is very crazy, but most of all, very, very expensive. So Augustine has been my friend for what, three, four years now? Yeah, about, yeah, almost, yeah, almost four years now. All right, so let's talk about how we met. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, believe it or not, I met Taylor playing a game called Citadel Force of Fire online. It was like the weirdest thing ever. I remember, uh, I remember playing with him and, uh, I needed help because I had just got the game and, oh my god, I was such a noob at that game. And, like, the first, uh, player I ran into was Taylor. And, uh, he helped me kind of, like, just go through the game. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, so we met playing Citadel Forge with Fire, and then ever since then, we've kind of just played every game possible together. You know, when it comes to survival games, that's all we've played. Oh, yeah, dude, like, we've played Ark, we've played Conan, we've played Deceit. Can you think of any other games? Uh, Miscreated. Miscreated, yeah. Uh, Hunt Showdown. Hunt Showdown, yeah. Oh, my God, so many games. So we've kind of just been inseparable, you know, in the game scene since then, and we've just kind of always stayed in touch and always been really good friends. So he decided to make the trip from L.A. here to Virginia and to join me on the podcast. So the main reason he's joining me on the podcast, because this is related to food, um, so recently you've been a cook in the Army. Yes, yes. So I've been a cook for about three, three and a half years now. So I met, actually, yeah, it's been four years I met you then, because I met you prior to joining the Army. Okay, so what's it like to be a cook in the Army? Oh, man, the hours are very, very long. But, I mean, being a cook in the Army is, like, very, very fulfilling, because you're feeding soldiers, and, like, sometimes... It's, it's very rewarding seeing soldiers, like, just happy, come back after, like, a long day in the field, and then they just taste your food, and they're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. So they're probably really grateful for it. Oh, yeah, it's very grateful. No, that's great. That's, I mean, that's the biggest thing about food for me is making other people happy, so I'm sure that makes you feel good as oh, well. Oh, yeah, dude, like, man, the smile on their faces, especially, like, if you give them, like, a hot bowl of soup on a very cold day because they've been out in the cold, best feeling ever. Oh, I'm sure, man. Well, that's great. So, Augustine, what branch of the military are you in? Uh, I'm currently in the Army. So, what made you join the military? This one's a little personal, but I joined to run away from my girlfriend at that time. Because we were having a, we were having a lot of fights. And that was just like the easiest way to escape all that fights and figure everything well, out. Well, then that's good, man. So, I mean, do you think you made the right decision doing that? Uh, yeah, because like... That space away from each other, because at that point we used to live with each other, but that space kind of gave me clarity on, like, my goals in life and what I needed to prioritize and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. I definitely understand that. So, other than that, have you always enjoyed cooking? Like, has cooking always been the thing that you've been interested in? Like, what made you be a cook in the the army? So, I mean, I used to like cooking, right? But I only cooked for myself. Believe it or not, my favorite dish to make outside of just regular cooking is ramen noodles right so it's like how else could i spice up my ramen noodles but other than that though the military gave me like the perfect opportunity to like learn more about cooking and like just go balls in you know with cooking definitely so what's your favorite food uh so like i said my favorite meal to make for myself is ramen noodles but my favorite meal to cook period or just to eat your favorite food to eat to eat okay so i'm more into the asian cuisine right i love pho pho is like my go-to always hits the spot every time 
what do you put in your pho? Is it beef? Oh yeah, pork? the beef pho. The beef okay. pho, like the most of the house special comes with like um the all all the different beefs in one. So like that's usually my go to okay. every time. Yeah, that's good. I've had pho a couple times. It's good. It's definitely an acquired taste, but you know people that enjoy it really like it a lot. Oh yeah, yeah, like best hungover food also <laughs> so that's also a good uh, option as well so what's your favorite thing to cook for yourself other than ramen so let's think of it like an actual dish or like say you have like you know a first date coming in and you're making a dish or a dinner for her what would you make oh man okay so first date we're, we're talking italian at this point we got to be romantic you know got to pull out the cheese manicotis you know those things hit the spot you know with the with the five different type of cheeses you know the the got tomato the ricotta, sauce got the, the ricotta yeah like oh my god ricotta mozzarella feta cheese like dude cheese manicotis go to spot like especially for a cheese lover oh my god that stuff hits the spot so now are you making your tomato sauce from scratch using a jar what are you doing Depends on the time I have, right? Okay. If I have enough time, I make it from scratch. Okay. But if not, definitely the jar is coming, especially so, the organic ones with the basil in it. Okay. Those things hit the spot. For sure, dude. So let's talk about your tomato sauce recipe. What exactly do you put in there if you're going to make it? So if I'm making it from scratch, uh, we usually we blend the tomato to like a nice pasty. Then we... Uh, canned tomatoes or... Reg- or oh, no, no, no. Fresh tomatoes. Okay. You can't go canned tomatoes. Yeah, yeah. So, and then... I mean, also depends though, because if you also use some spaghetti sauce... Mixing with the regular tomatoes, it adds like this nice fresh tomato taste to it, and then you mix it with some oregano and some basil in it too. Fresh so, basil, yeah, fresh basil. Okay. So it makes it like have this nice taste, okay. like it's just really fresh. You're putting any other vegetables like celery, carrots, onions? Oh, uh, not in cheese manicotis, no, but not in the tomato sauce, like not in the, the tomato sauce, okay. no. All right, well, that sounds good. So tell me about the food scene in L.A. a little bit. It's pretty pretty diverse, right? Oh, yeah, very diverse. But to me, I mean, whenever people come to L.A., I always recommend the food trucks. Like, oh, my God, the tacos, the street tacos in L.A. I feel like you can't find that anywhere else in any other state that I've been to. Like, the, the, the taco trucks are just not the same. Like, the street food in L.A. is just where it's at. The street hot... Maybe, maybe hot dogs are probably better in New York. But, I mean, for me... Is LA is just where it's at for street food, so no, I definitely understand that for sure. And you know, as lo- as much as you love Asian, what is there any good Asian food trucks there? Ah, uh, so we also get the Benihana trucks. Okay. I don't know if you guys have them in in Virginia. I but... don't think so, but tell us about that. So okay, it's like pretty much Benihana's on the go. Like, or... so for people that don't know, what is Benihana? Benihana is like stir fry. Okay. So we have the Benihana, and we also have the hibachi ones. So, like, the food trucks, those are just, like, you already know what you're getting. I mean, if you've been to a Benihana's or, like, a hibachi, you already know what you're expecting. It's, like, top So they're pretty tier. much replicating it on the food truck? Yes, which yes, is cool. like, it's okay. the same thing, but just on the go. So would you choose a taco truck or choose a Benihana oh, truck? Oh, a taco truck, hands down. Okay, and hands what kind down. of taco truck would you get, or what kind of taco would you get? So for me, I love the Al Pastor, but... Some taco trucks really have good birria. If you've had birria, I have oh had it God. here. It's not authentic here. Oh no, sure no, no, no! In perfect. California, the birria, With the consomme and stuff. Oh yeah. my God! You get to dip it in, and like it's all juicy. Oh yes. Yeah, I've like... heard it. Cause there's a couple places around here that try to replicate it. Um, we uh, tried one down just at Plaza Azteca, and it was like very like allspice tasting. Yeah, it's just like pungent in your mouth, like. I wasn't a fan, but I want to try the authentic one for oh, sure. Oh, man. When, if you ever come down to LA, it's on me. Dude, I got soon, you. Bro. We got to yes, come there. Yes, yes, yes. 
All right, so next let's talk about how is the food scene in Texas compared to L.A. So you are in Texas right now because you're waiting to go on deployment, right? Yes, yes, I'm waiting to go on deployment, so I'm back home with my family, spending as much time with them before I go. Uh, the food scene in Texas is a little bit lackluster, right? For me, at least, because most of Texas, Texas is based, I feel like, more restaurant-esque. And like, but there are a lot of like good hole-in-the-wall places in Texas. But let me clarify, I'm from Houston, Texas, so... They're not really that much good places, but when you go to Austin, Texas, Austin, Texas has a lot of good hole-in-the-wall places. So how far away is that from you? Uh, that's about two and a half hours from me. Okay. So so do you guys go there sometimes? Like... Sometimes, sometimes, yeah. Like, Austin, Texas is almost where I go to party, I guess. Okay. Because Houston gets a little ghetto, but that's off-topic. But, yeah, Austin, Texas has really good, like, hole-in-the-wall places. So what's your favorite hole-in-the-wall place in Austin, Texas, <sighs> if you had to pick? There was one taco spot. I can't remember the name, but that was one taco spot. It was like a little bit off of Second Street. And by the way, I say tacos because I love tacos, right? When it comes to like trying like street food, I feel like you can't go wrong with tacos. So that's just for me. But that was a good hole in the wall taco spot, like right off of Second Street in Texas. So as soon as we got done drinking, it was just open. It was right there. And I thought it was just alcohol induced flavor that made it taste good. But when I went back sober, it was still good. I still can't remember the name, but I know where it's at. It's just right off of second street. Awesome, man. That sounds really good. Um, definitely have to come visit you down there sometime. Oh yes, definitely. So next question for you is who is your number one influence in your life? In my life? Uh, It can be anyone. It can be a family member. It can be a, a celebrity. Well, I don't really relate to celebrities that much. They live like just oh, a yeah, whole for crazy sure. lifestyle. Um, I mean, influence in my life, it would be one of my sergeants. Uh, they helped me get my life on track because I went through a rough path. I mean, you know my life story, but most people here don't know. But pretty much 2020 was a bad year for me. But uh, I was homeless at that point. But I had this one sergeant, Sergeant Carr. And uh, she she helped me out pretty much. She got my life on track. She got me focused into the military. Uh, she dialed me in pretty much into uh, like pretty much what I am now. Yeah, so, man, and you're doing great now. So you're about to get deployed to where again? To Poland. We're going to Poland. So how long are you going to be in Poland for? Nine months. Wow, a man, long that's time. a long time. <laughs> Poland is such like a random place. I, like, do you know anything about Poland? I have zero clue. Like, to be honest, the okay, this is my one grab for the military, right? They never tell you anything that is going on. So until today, I still don't know what I'm going to go do in Poland. They're just like, you're going to Poland? Yeah, you, Let's figure it out when you get there. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Pretty okay. Much. Well, um, so next we had a really awesome day today. We got to do some really cool, fun stuff. Um, let's talk about our lunch at Orion's Roof. So you are really f- a big fan of Asian food. So yes. we went to a place called Orion's Roof. It's at a part of the Cavalier over in Virginia Beach on the ocean front. We went and sat on the top. We sat outside. What yes. did you think of it? Okay, so first off, 10 out of 10, the views, right? Because we got to see the beach. We got to overlook downtown Dude, 10 out of 10 views, like, for sure. Like, you cannot beat the views. Very great romantic spot. I cannot recommend anything more than Orion's view for a good romantic first date. Yeah, definitely. First date would be perfect for that. Perfect. You know? and, and then, so we each got different drinks. Um, the drinks were good. Um, yes. Let's yes. talk about your drink a little bit, because it was kind of unique. You had that. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so I can't remember what it was called, but it was a... It was some sort of champagne It was a champagne, it was a champagne cocktail, right? But he had uh, the leches, right? Yeah, they said it was like a peeled leche. Yeah, a peeled leche, and uh, it had like the texture of a melon. Well, the the lady claimed it had the texture of a melon. To me, it tasted more like peaches, but it no, was no, 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 no. She said it had a picture of an 
a peeled grape. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, a peeled grape. Yeah, she said because it had the leche lemons. Yeah, melons. Sorry, not lemons, but melons. And she says it had the textures of the the grapes, but it tasted just like peaches to me. Okay. So, but the drink on the other hand was, I think it was amazing. Okay. I liked it. Okay. Um, and then what about the second one you got? The second one was a little bit too strong for me, but you that was your first drink, so. I yeah, would like one, to hear your... Yeah, that one was good. So that was the... What was it? Mai Tai Crush? So it was like peach simple... I uh, know it was pear simple syrup in like a crush form. And yes. then it had dehydrated pear on top that they had crystallized. I thought it was good. The I mean, crystallized pears was great. Yeah, that was really good. I'm really... I like vodka and I like bourbon. They were out of the old, the old fashioned the bourbon apparently so i had to get something different so i went the vodka route but it was it was solid i mean i will say their drinks are really pricey so if you're going there and not expecting to spend you know probably at least 80 dollars per person beware because it is but it's worth it it's it definitely it's worth definitely it. worth yes. it i mean you're look looking anywhere between like 12 and 14 dollars a cocktail they weren't overly strong but they were good I they, mean, were, they good. were handcrafted and there was like really cool ingredients and everything was made from scratch so that's really cool so next let's talk appetizers Appetizers. We had the pot stickers. So the pot stickers. What do you think about that? So the sauce that came with the Ponzu sauce. I think it was called. That was a little salty for me, but the pot stickers themselves, they were amazing. Yeah, they were good for sure. I mean, yeah, the, she hyped the sauce up a little bit, saying how it was so pon. It was Ponzu and it was super good. And like usually when you have like pot sticker gyoza sauce, it's a little bit sweet. Um, but this was just straight salty. I thought almost a soy sauce, which they make in house, which is even better. The soy sauce was definitely way better than the ponzu sauce. Though. So then, let's talk about what sushi did you get? Uh, can I even remember my menu? Oh no, I got the hamachi roll. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. we had the hamachi roll. It, it had avocado in it. It was like it was a very fresh roll with a white tail. It had, it was a white tail and then a yellow tail. Tuna. Yeah, and right. a, yeah, and tuna too. So it was, it was, it was amazing. I mean, personally though, I feel like. It's a little overpriced because it, it just came with six pieces, which yeah, was the and it downside. Yeah, for $14? For like, no, it was almost 16 Yeah, that's insane. For yeah, six. For like, six pieces? Yeah, that was, that was pretty Like bad. I said, guys, you know, it's, over, it's, it's not overpriced. I think it's priced high for the clientele that's there. It was solid, though, but then let's talk about the $12 bento boxes we got <sighs> that were phenomenal. Okay, okay, okay. So everything else was overpriced, but the bento box... You get so much more, like for twelve dollars. For twelve dollars, it was it was absurd. So you got the miso soup, which they make their miso soup every day in house, and it's different flavors, different garnishes every single day, which yes. is really cool. Um, and then it came with what the little cucumber salad, the cucumber salad, yeah, four rolls, which was California roll, yeah, yeah, yeah. the four California rolls, and then we got beef bulgogi, and then also was there something else in there? It had the white rice. Oh, white rice. The white yeah. rice that came with it, but the beef also came with the. The uh, stir bean fried kimchi, yeah yeah, 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 that was really good. The kimchi yeah. uh, bean sprouts, yeah, it had like a kimchi bean sprout salad, which was really good, and oh it was served warm. And like the beef was tender, melt in your mouth, like amazing, oh, like beautiful, so good. Like we got one, and we were gonna split it, and then he ended up getting another one because it's yeah, so good. Yeah. It was so good. Like okay, like to be honest, I put the whole like sh- uh, the whole sushi stuff to shame because. 
I mean, I thought the Hamachiro was pretty good. But not compared but to that. Not compared to the pencil, especially for that for price. $12, yeah. Oh, no. It was amazing. The pencil box was which amazing. Which is really good. Like, you know, if you work in that area and you're working with office buildings, that's a great lunch for y'all to stop in and just get. Because I think that's why they do that at that price. It's perfect for clientele coming in for... Oh, yes. And it's very filling. Like, you will not go wrong with the bento box. No, not at all at all. So let's talk about next what we did after that. Uh, after that... We went down to the boardwalk where the Neptune... We did the, yeah, we did the boardwalk. Yeah, we did a lot of sightseeing. So the Neptune statue, to me, that was really amazing. So one thing to know about Augustine, he's not super big into touristy stuff. So no. we decided not to go that route, which is cool. So we went just to see, you know, to walk down the boardwalk a little bit in Virginia Beach to see everything that was going on in there. And it was dead, you know, because it is off-season and it is November. Um, so we were just chalk, you know, walking down the street, saw people riding horses, and yeah. then we went over to Flipper McCoy's, which is a cool arcade. Yeah. Um, been there for about an hour, played different things. I uh, lost a lot, by the way. <laughs> Taylor, Taylor is just too good at all those games. Well, it just kind of depended. I mean, when we were doing, like, the shootout thing, it was kind of hard because you couldn't really see where the laser was going. Oh, man, no, I still sucked pretty bad. You had, what, 60-something points to, like, my measly 18? Yeah, <laughs> he, and I'm in the military. Keep, keep that in mind. He outshot someone in the military. So That's true. It's All pretty right, so bad. Then now, next we did basketball. <laughs> we did basketball. You beat me in basketball, too, which was weird. <laughs> and I'm black. Well, I'm 6'8", so. But I'm black. He beat me in basketball. That was weird. I, ne- I never lose in basketball, especially to a six eight white guy. <laughs> That's true, dude. <laughs> so yeah, that was fun. We did a bunch of different stuff there, and then from there, we went back and went to Commonwealth. What do you think of yes. Commonwealth Brewing Company? Oh, okay. The oh my god, their ciders. Their ciders are so amazing. Like, as soon as we got there, I tasted the cider. I was like, yeah, we're opening the tab, and like we had two rounds each. Yeah, and that was pretty much it before we had to go somewhere else. But oh my god, the ciders to me were amazing. And yeah, the I IPA, had two IPAs. The yeah, IPA was good. The too, IPA yeah. he got was pretty good too. It, oh my, amazing, amazing. So next from there, we were going to do an escape room at five forty-five, but we had, went and had dinner at Linhaven at Maggie McFly's. What do you think about yes. that? Yes. Oh my. Okay. So for me, I'm a big appetizer person, right? So and like I said, I'm also into like the Asian cuisine. So we we saw edamames on the on the menu for appetizers, and the edamames. That but you saw was... them on the menu at Orion's first, right? Yes, but I figured they were going to be small, given, obviously, the place it was. How much it was. Yeah, and how much it was. It just felt a little bit out of place. I felt like we won't get enough servings of edamames. But I feel like we had a better deal. At, at Maggie McFly. Yes, yeah. given the fact that edamames were busting. So yeah, they were good, really good. and all they had was just a little, a little bit of salt. Yeah, on yeah, yeah, a little good. sea salt on it. Like it was nice. It so was I, nice. I'm not sure if Maggie McFly's is a chain restaurant. I've never seen one ever in this area. But the cool thing about them, even if they are a chain, they use local farms and stuff. Yes, which local is really farms, cool. local farms, local dairies. Um, you know, local cheese places, which is really awesome. Even if it's a chain, I think that's phenomenal of them for doing that. You know, especially as a chef. You know, as a cook in the army, I'm sure you can appreciate that. Oh sure. yes, dude. Like, I mean, for us in the army, we also like help out. We always also get our products from local farms and stuff like that. So it's also good to give back to the environment where you're staying at. So you know, build some type of like camaraderie with your little city going on. So oh like, yeah, definitely, dude. It's so important, and like, it's important to give back to the people that are giving their all every single yes, day. Yes, yes, definitely. So next, we went and did your very first escape room. Yes. So let's tell them a little bit about the first one we did called Cabin 757. Okay, so Cabin 757. Let's just say that put my friendship with Taylor on the line. 
<laughs> so when we got there, they asked us, hey, um, so we separate you two at once, and the scenario is you're locked in a cabin, you have to figure out how to get out, but one of you went a week early, and you arrive in the cabin before, so you get to go in there before everyone. So I said, oh, I've done a lot of escape rooms. Augustine's never done an escape room. I'll go in first. I had no idea what was going to happen. So I went in there. You know, it's pretty dark in there, just other than a flickering light, and the dude handcuffs me to this bed that's on the wall. And I'm yep. like, all right, so, you know, by the time we get in there, by the time uh, Augustine gets in there, um, he'll find the key, and I'll be good. Yeah. So then what happened after that once you got in the room? Oh, man, okay, so I got in there. First off, I didn't even know what to start looking for clues at. I'm like, Taylor, what do I do? What do I do? He's like, oh, look through the jackets, look through the stuff. And, like, we're all searching and searching and searching. And I'm like, okay, these clues are not coming up, so we wait for the guy to give us a clue, right? Because you could get three clues. Right, so we waved to get the clue. We got the first clue. We were like, okay, we're moving forward. And, like, long story short, Taylor is in handcuffs for, like, 45 minutes out of the hour we have in this place. And, <laughs> and I'm restricted to how far I can go because Pretty the much. handcuffs are, like, dragging me. So, like, I'm trying to look at stuff that he's looking at and I can't reach. Oh. So I'm having to explain to him what to do. And he's never done an escape yes. room before. And the darkness was not helping at all. Because, like, oh, my God, we're like, I can't see anything. I don't know what this clues mean. And I'm like, Taylor, Taylor, help me out. He's like, I cannot move. I can't move. And I'm like, dude, we're going to we're gonna be stuck here. Like, you're in handcuffs. Like, I don't know how to get you out. So we ended up actually getting the key to leave the room before you got the key to the handcuffs. Yes, we beat the escape room before it getting taylor out of the handcuff so he looked at me he was like augustine i had so much faith in you but you let me down (laughs) but we ended up escaping (laughs) it which was awesome right but i did let him down though 45 minutes in handcuffs like that was bad it was not comfortable but we ended up getting out so that's dope (laughs) so then from there we went on and did actually did another one yes so okay we felt confident right because taylor was like i'm not in handcuffs so we could do the hardest one and it did not work it out it was great. hard that one was really hard so that one was like a murder mystery but it was very like you had to use your brain a lot oh yes with like the typewriter yeah okay so i feel like the way that one was set up was like you have to be very high level right like in escape rooms because there were so many puzzles that had to be going like you had to get going on those puzzles pretty much right from when you started and you have to know what you're looking for kind of like just get this ball rolling if not you're just gonna be so behind because of how long those puzzles take to crack and for a beginner like me i do not know stuff i mean it was difficult for me i mean i've probably done over like 20 escape rooms and that one was difficult but that one like so there's certain things in escape rooms that some of them have and some of them don't and they're called red herrings so pretty much red herrings are something that's in the room that you don't need to use like the typewriter was a red herring yeah like we thought we had i spent probably five ten minutes messing with the typewriter (laughs) and we didn't even need to use that same with all those books on the bookshelf you know there's tons of different books and there's only like two that you need yeah people can sit there and look through the books for like an hour yeah like like but okay taylor came up with most of the clues though like i mean all i did was i I played the smart card and acted like i was doing something you know i just started writing down everything he, he caught, like, oh, well, oh you, you found this? Let me write it down. Act like I'm helping, you know? And he's like, Augustine, we need to look for more clues. And I'm like, hold on, I'm writing it down. And he's like, no, we need to look for more clues. And, like, he's out here solving everything. And I'm here just writing it down, thinking I'm going to solve some, like, superficial stuff if I wrote everything down. But, no, I wasn't. But we got pretty close. I mean, we, we got, almost we got beat it. Close. I mean, it was, 
it was just a lot. It was really in depth. I mean, that that room was for up to ten people, and there's only two of us. Yes. So if you had ten people, it would have been a lot easier. By the way, though, I think that room had a lot of puns that definitely throw us off track. Cause remember the one with the E, the letter E. Oh yeah. And it was like the color of the letter and the and what the letter was. So it was an E that was pink. So it was pinky. But we thought it was just like the color and the letter, not knowing it was like pinky for like your finger pinky. And it was just weird. Like totally absurd. So yeah, it didn't make any sense. Mark. But then once he finally showed us and, and understood. Yeah. So, so yeah, so overall, I think it was a good day, don't you think? Oh, yeah, it was an amazing day, man. Like really packed with like fun activities and like nothing too overbearing because like no. I wasn't tired at the end of it. But like I definitely had like a ton of fun yeah dude it was really fun so tomorrow we're headed to richmond um so we'll do some more stuff like that check us both out on instagram mine's chef duncan 94 if you want to see the reel from today which was super dope and then if you want to talk about your two instagrams as well uh, so i have my personal instagram uh, at austin a-u-s-t-i-n-e underscore o-a but i don't use that one as much um i'm an avid uh car guy so i have my own car instagram i guess for my cars uh, is that one is at Sunkist S U N K I S T dot S five fifty, and uh, yeah, check us out. That's perfect, man. And I'll put both of those in the description of the show as well. So thank you guys so much for joining us for the next episode of the Spice of Life podcast. Thanks, Augustine, for joining me. It was oh. really great, man, and it's dude. so great for you to be here in Virginia. Dude, definitely, dude. It was a pleasure, man. Anytime for my brother, dude. All right, man. All right. Thanks again. Definitely. Take it easy, guys. All right, bye.